And welcome back to the Court of Three podcast. This is Spencer Breedlove, your host, and I get to do this podcast with my lovely wife, Lisa. Hello, everyone. And we are so glad to be with you today, and we so appreciate you listening in and uh, being a part of what we believe God is doing and using this particular podcast uh, in our lives as well as in your life. And we certainly appreciate the feedback that we get, text messages, uh, phone calls, emails that um, can periodically come in. But for the most part, we are very, very grateful uh, for you listening in and being a part of this uh, podcast that we get to do. And today, this is episode 28. We are coming up on a full year of doing these podcasts come November. can't believe it's already been almost a year. And uh, today we're going to be talking about strengthening the strand. And what that comes from is our uh, the the name of our podcast, Chord of Three podcast, comes from Ecclesiastes chapter four, and it is our life verse as a couple where it says that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And we're going to talk about what we do, what Lisa and I do to strengthen that strand. Yes, it's already strong because the Lord is the uh, is the common thread that runs. Uh, in this cord, but there are things that Lisa and I do either individually or as a couple in order to make this strand stronger. And uh, so we're going to share some of those with you today. But before we do that, we have a uh, just a few questions that little icebreaker questions and where these came from. This actually came from our uh, church. Uh, We just launched a new teaching series called Family Life Hacks. And on the first week, there was a like a little handout that was given. It's also downloadable. And uh, there were some conversation starters. And we love to have some conversation starters. It really kind of helps to get the conversation going and uh, even have a little time of laughter uh, as well. So we have some conversation starters that you can actually... Uh, use in your families or in your relationship with your spouse to create some pretty good conversation. So we're going to kick that off. Okay, honey. All right. We can learn about each other's too. Yes, we can. All right. What's the first? So here's a really, really serious. Oh, serious. Serious. Question. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. If we, Uh me and you, Uh you and I, is that correct language? Yes. English? Okay. Yes. I didn't do very well in English. If you and I were a superhero duo, oh. who would we be and what superpowers would we have? Hmm. Who would we be and what superpowers would we have if you and I were a what superhero duo? What am I thinking? Yeah, like superhero, what comes to your mind first? Well, the only husband and wife superhero duo that I know of is Mr. Miss Incredible. Oh, yeah, I could be Elastic Girl. Yeah. I kind of look like her, right, with the short you do kind of, brown hair? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're like kind of buff like Mr. Incredible. He's he's a little taller, and he's got a little oh, more hair, and yeah, he's got he, a really small car. A really small car. Yeah. But, I I mean, I probably am not as strong. That is a good duo, though. But the strength piece, that would definitely be like my superpower. Yeah. I mean, how you've been working out, I'm pretty sure you could lift a car. Uh, Well, if I had the superpower, that would be something that would be really cool. Oh, you would want the strength. Yeah, I would like to have the strength. Okay. Yeah. I know Elastigirl can, like, reach. That might come in handy for teachers. Yeah. And... Parents and parents, yeah, but that's not really the superpower I'd want. I'd want to fly. Well, she could fly, couldn't she? Oh, I don't know. She could like turn into like, uh, like a have one of them squirrel suits. Oh, I thought she was just oh, maybe she did. You know what I'm talking about? Not really, I don't remember. You know what a squirrel suit is, right? It's been a long time since I watched Incredible. You remember what, what a squirrel suit is, right? 
it's like what a sky jumper will jump yes, out of. Yes. And they have and they look like a squirrel, like a flying squirrel. She had that? I think so. Okay, I just remember no capes. Yeah, no capes. No capes. And I said no capes. You kind of look like Edna when you oh, said that. Oh my goodness. I'd rather look like Elastigirl. Well, you younger. look like Elastigirl in a okay. younger sense, but when but you I said have my no glasses capes. on, so I look Yeah, you kind of look like Okay. Yeah. You were smart. Moving looking. on. See, Is there another? I was thinking like Batman and Catwoman because <laughs> she's cool, but but I don't know I don't if they think were they really went together. And I don't think they were a duo. No, I think she was actually. I think they had a weird nemesis. loving relationship. Okay, though. They had so a not weird... them. Superman, Supergirl, they do fly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fly. She's not really hip on the outfit. That's why I like Catgirl. She's like leather or Catwoman. Yeah, she's all black leather. Yeah, Supergirl's now, not. That cool. Now you're letting people into this, the dark side of Lisa. Of, yes. <laughs> this is this is the dark side of Lisa. Uh-huh, of Lisa. you're yeah. so funny. Okay, well, I would like to be Wonder Moment, but she Wonder Moment, Wonder Woman, Wonder Moment. But remember, she lives Wonder on the island Woman. with only the Amazon women. So, well, do you remember Underoos? Yes, I had Underoos. Wonder you had Woman. the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I can't See, talk. You did it. I, I did it too. I did have Wonder Woman Underoos. And I even had like gold bracelets. I'm sure they were my mom's and she let me wear them. But she said I couldn't wear them in the bed. <laughs> I had to take them off. I think she didn't want me losing them. Yeah. I think I had. What did you have? I think I had. There were. Actually, I think I had two pairs of Underoos, if I remember correctly. Wait, I know. I know. You know one, I bet. Incredible Hulk. Yes, I had the Hulk. Yes. I mean, what kid didn't want Green to be the Hulk? Green underoos. Especially. Oh, he was awesome. Yes. Okay. I mean. But he doesn't have a female sidekick either. No. Oh, well. Okay. The other one. What was your other one you had? Would be Superman. You had Superman. Okay. Yeah. I think my sister had Supergirl. I had Superman. I liked Wonder Woman. I liked the S on my chest. Oh, like Spencer. Like Spencer. That's good. Yes. Okay. You, we could be Superman, Supergirl. Okay. Yeah. That could be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah. Okay. And we could fly around wherever we wanted to go. And I could, you know. Like, what? See x-ray vision through walls. There would be that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I could take a bullet if I needed oh, to. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just stay away from kryptonite. Stay away from kryptonite. Okay. Uh, okay. Here was the question for families. Okay. The question. Well, for, our family's not here, but we can answer. We for can them. answer for them. Yes. Yes. They <laughs> we'll do that anyway. Yes, we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> so here's this is a really another super serious. No, it isn't. I don't believe you. Are you ready? Here we I'm go. Ready. If we all, me and you, Tyler, Jared, and Lizzie. Yes. If we all lived in a zoo. <laughs> Wait, I thought we kind of did. <laughs> What animals would we be? Well, when they were all living here, but what animals? What animals would we be? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's start from the youngest and go to the oldest. Okay, youngest. That would be Lizzie. Yes. What would you say? Well, because she's Asian, I thought panda bear. You're gonna say panda bear, just right, because that's from China, Uh eating bamboo. Uh But I really don't think she's not cuddly and. I mean, she has the black hair, well, I guess. Like, well, do you ever see does. a panda bear cuddling with somebody? With or like cuddling baby with somebody panda, the mama panda with baby pandas. I don't know. They just look cuddly. I think Elizabeth maybe is more, um, what would she be? I don't know. Porcupine. No. <laughs> No, no. She she doesn't oh, like my. hugs. No, that's true. She doesn't like hugs. Like it has to be initiated by her. It does. But she's not prickly. She's really not. No. She's a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. She is. I would say she'd have to be a cat. Some oh, type of like, a cat. Again, like if she decides she wants to be near you. Yeah, you can't pet cats. Cats well, have I don't to pet think you. Kitty cats are in the not zoo, a kitty cat. So, okay. Okay. It'd be like. A lioness. Ah, okay. Yes. Hear her roar. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she yeah, roars. She got a roar. She does roar. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And she's got a mean southpaw. 
Yes, she does. A mean one. Yes, the boys know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. Then to it Jared. would be Jared. Jared would have to be a bear. Definitely. The way he hibernates, and he's okay to be in his room and mm-hmm. in the dark, and he'll stay there for a long time until he needs food. Until he needs food. And he needs lots of food. Mm-hmm. Yes. It supplies. Mm-hmm. And if you cross him, oh, it's not good. No, you'll get the wrath. You get the, the wrath. Okay. Yep. All right. I would agree with that yep. one. But he's really tempered. Oh, he has. A lot. He he's has. a sweet. He's a We're sweet. Just, he's a a sweet lot of bear. this is in jest. He's he a sweet is. bear. He's more of a loving, cuddly bear than he used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Tyler, I'm going to let you answer this one. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Because you, be you and Tyler have a very special relationship. We do. You do. We understand each other. Tyler would be a sloth. I mean, he's just slow. And that would be the that would be the reason. Yes, his, his speed. Yes, his speed, like processing, making decisions. He's just slower. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing because he's very purposeful. He wants to make sure he's making the right decision, and he's because you know he's going to live with it. So that doesn't have to be bad. But I just think back in sports, he was the last one. Yep. Out of the locker room. I mean, they are turning Every time. the lights off. Yeah, the lights are off on, on the campus. football field. Yes. And we're still waiting on Breedlove. Yep. To come on out. And it didn't matter if we were home or away. Oh, no. And it didn't matter what sport it was. Did it not, didn't did not matter what, what sport. What night it was. It did not matter how long we'd been there. No, he just, he's just slow and steady. Yep. So that's okay. Even uh, even even when it even then in the smallest things like going to the bathroom. Okay, okay, we're not gonna throw him under the bus that far. If showers, you know, if you know he's Tyler, slow in the shower. If you know Tyler, remember how we would have to like, like go pour cold water. <laughs> oh yes, we did. We did pour cold over water just the, to get him out yeah, of the shower. Yeah, we just like, take, hurry dump up it over the top. Yes. Right? Because he was, he's just slow, slow moving like in the morning. He had no concept of time. No, not really. Blessing. I think he's much better. Yes. I think he is. He's growing. Okay. Then. There's you. Me. Well, I mean, if I want to be something pretty and in the water, mm-hmm. maybe flamingo, a flamingo, okay. pink, and... Yeah, in the water and skinny legs and <laughs> pretty feathers. I don't know. But uh, maybe more like a alligator or something. Yeah, because you like to lay Baking out. Baking in the sun. Baking yeah, in the sun. Till my skin gets crispy. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm. That would make sense. And I snap sometimes, too. This is very true. <laughs> All right, what zoo animal would you be okay i changed my mind what do you mean change your mind well i told you when we were having this conversation yeah. about this I, I i thought one thing but i'm like you know what i really i really like my naps naps i really you like, didn't used to be like that i really that's come on as something since you've gotten up so early and working out i really like my naps I, so what would you be i think i would be a koala bear i think i would be a koala, I like koala bears i think i would be a koala bear eating eucalyptus they eat eucalyptus eating eucalyptus and taking naps okay yes eating eucalyptus and taking naps yep all right. What was your other one that you did tell me? I'd be a lion. A lion, like, yeah, king of the jungle. I would be a lion. Okay. Yes. I kind of thought the silverback gorilla, oh. like, beating your chest. Mm. Hear me roar. I don't, I don't know why you would think that. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. All right. That would make a very interesting zoo if our family was. Yes, zoo. it would. So, when you get a moment... You ask your wife or husband or your kids yeah. some of those same questions and have some see what answers you get. Yeah, see what answers come up. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, as we get started, uh, we are going to get started in talking about 
how do we strengthen the strand that um, makes up mine and Lisa's relationship? And like I said, with uh, the Court of Three podcast, which is named after our life verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, that a cord of three strands is not easily broken, we're going to talk about some things that uh, we do to help strengthen our strand. And before we do that, um, we're let's just let let's put this out there as just a a common uh, truth that I believe every person, whether you're married or not, whether you are engaged to be married or you're just going through life. Let's just use this as, as a common truth that life in general creates tension. Oh, life, yes. Life in general creates tension. There are going to be times in our lives, whether we're married or not, where there will be tension. And in a marriage relationship, uh, the tension is increased because now you have two people in a relationship, both of whom are jacked up people because they are sinners, because they each bring baggage and issues into the marriage. No matter how, I mean, even when Lisa and I were married, we'll we'll be we'll celebrate uh, twenty eight years of marriage here in about uh, two weeks, and. Lisa brought in her baggage. I brought in my baggage and into the relationship. And so in that, in that relationship, it just adds to the tension that will exist. It's not like once you get married, you've got a whole new, you know, clean slate. Um, and you've got a whole new start at life. No, you don't. It's just, you've got a new type of a relationship that now exists and now you have to manage that. You have to work at that. You've got to get stronger at that. It's not just going to happen. And so, um, in life, there is going to be tension and life in general creates tension. Well, so Lisa and I've got a quick little story and I'm going to let her tell the story of when we, uh, in our first year of marriage, we're going to talk a little bit about our first fight. Oh, it was not fisticuffs type fighting, but it was, no. a, it was definitely, <laughs> I did use my hands. You did use your hands. <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. Okay. So we had decided that we were going to have some spaghetti and we were going to get in the kitchen. We were going to cook together. We had the ingredients Water's in the pot on the stove, boiling. We get the noodles out, the sauces on the counter, or maybe put into the pot as well and simmering. And it's time to put the noodles into the hot water. And we begin to have this banter back and forth. You're about to put them in the pot, and I can tell that you're just going to dump the whole box of long noodles into the pot. So I say, wait, what are you doing? You need to break those. And you say, no, I don't. You just put them in like this. And I said, no, you don't. You break them. And you say, no, you don't. You put them in whole. And I said, my mom broke the noodles. And you said, my mom didn't break the noodles. And so this went back and forth, escalating both at a stalemate because we're stubborn. Mm-hmm. And then to my horror, right before my eyes, you just dump all of those long, unbroken pasta noodles into the water that has become. Well, I was boil. like, how dare you challenge my leadership hmm. and authority as a husband? Right, but this was the I was like, kitchen, this is which about I thought spaghetti. was my realm, and you didn't know what you were doing, obviously. Oh, I knew so, exactly what I was doing. I, stubborn as I am, mm-hmm. and maybe not the smartest, 
stuck my hand into the water to grab those unbroken noodles out, to squeeze them, and then break them in half. Did you say that the water was already boiling? Yeah, it yeah. was. It, yeah. Thankfully, you didn't burn yourself. I don't Not know how that bad. happened. I don't know how that... It was burned a little bit. I don't know how you escaped being mm-hmm. unburned. But, yes, people, Lisa reached her hand so in... Superpower. Yeah, that's your superpower. <laughs> she reached her hand into the pot of hot water, and she grabbed the noodles and... Then I brought she, them up. Then she began to shake those noodles in my face. I don't remember that. Oh, yes, you I'm did. I remember sure it just like it was it. yesterday. You took those noodles and you were shaking them in my face. Them. And you were, I mean, and I can see them. I mean, it was like they were kind of flopping back and forth a little bit. On the ends. But, uh. but with each flop, you were squeezing tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And you said, no, you, you break, break the, the noodles. noodles. And then you opened your hand. And if you know anything about pasta, when it gets wet, it turns into a gummy, sticky we mess. Had, we had one big noodle. And I is all we did. squeezed them so much. Yes. They were basically glued. And I think the only thing we had in the pantry uh, was maybe Raymond noodles. Or macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Or mac and cheese. Yeah. We didn't have spaghetti. There was night. no spaghetti that night. No. Not at all. We don't fight anymore over the spaghetti no. noodles. What do we do? We break the noodles. No, we do not break the noodles. <laughs> we do not break the noodles. <laughs> I do when I cook. <laughs> we actually have them both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We learned to cook. We learned to cook them cook our own. Ways. We cook our own spaghetti. Oh, and then separately. And then yeah, right. Oh. But then, lo and behold, what? The grocery store starts selling yes. short noodles. They're called pot size pot size noodles, noodles. which is the which only sense. which is the only reason that noodles were broken which, is because. People yes. were cooking with smaller pots. Well, it makes my mama, sense. My mama cooked with a big old pot. But I think it also and makes your sense. Mama so you don't slurp. Cooked with a little a tea foot pot. long noodle up your mouth. No, and then that's hit part your of nose. eating spaghetti. No, you no, need to have manners. No, that is part of eating. That is the joy of eating spaghetti. Like Lady in the Tramp. It is the joy of eating spaghetti. Is when you so can take that noodle. noodle and you can slurp it no. all the way up. Okay. And it and what's really cool now about serpent noodles? To break them. What's really cool about serpent noodles is when it's got a little bit of that pasta sauce on it, and it just kind of splatters all over your face. That's terrible. Oh, it's beautiful. I taught my children better. Don't it's beautiful. And worry. every person listening to this podcast, every person no. listening to this podcast. There's going to be some that agree dudes, with me. <laughs> maybe the women. To break them. Maybe the women say, break them. Oh. Most of the dudes are going to say, nah, just leave them long. Okay. So okay. the point is, Enough like said. Spencer said, it's not a matter of maybe if you ever have tension in your marriage. But it's it's when it's when and it's going to happen more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, That was early on. And we've had other times of tension in the marriage. But, you know, I was thinking as we talk about strengthening the cord, of course, I'm back in school and that's kind of on my brain now. So science is something that I really love to teach. And I was thinking about the the one of the first laws of thermodynamics and it's the laws of entropy, that if left to itself, things, they degrade and they diminish. And so as we think about the marriage relationship, that's definitely not what God desires for us. It's quite the opposite. So we can't just leave it to itself and think, well, I mean, I planned this big wedding and maybe even we got a little bit of premarital counseling for, you know, a couple of weeks or months and everything's going to be fine and we'll just let it all work out and it'll be a fairy tale. But that's a myth. That's not truth or reality at all. So 
We have to become um, engaged and involved in strengthening our marriage. Amen to that. Amen. So here are some ways in which Lisa and I exercise our marriage. Here's some ways that we strengthen the strand. And our first one is in regards to time near each other and time away from each other. That would be the first uh, way that we exercise. And this is not an exhaustive list or in any kind of an order. We're just saying these are some main things. These are things that we have learned. Yep. Time near one another Mm -hmm. and time away from one another. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about the dating and what what we talked about there with it being planned and oh yes so your your time that you come together i mean yes life happens and sometimes you got to go grab a bite or you know plans change but that's not what i'm talking about a date like oh we went to the restaurant so that's a date no i'm talking about when you actually put some thought some planning maybe some effort some time maybe a little bit of money um sometimes not always and i mean we do that with the other things we're involved in with sports activities or concerts or things we like to go and do so we need to do that with our spouse as well and thinking along the lines a lot of times of what would they enjoy that sometimes we need to just plan something that we know is purely something they're going to enjoy, but we're going to enjoy it because we're with them. Mm -hmm. I call that tea time versus tea time. For example, I love to play golf. Yes. Lisa has gone to play golf with me and Mm -hmm. she has arranged Mm -hmm. trips where we've gone to play golf and celebrate special occasions. On the flip side of that is tea time. Spencer has gone to have tea yes. in an English tea room with teacups, porcelain teacups in China. And it was and really fun. sandwiches. And it was really, really fun uh-huh. to be able to have a yeah. tea time with Lisa, yeah. not only on the golf course, but also in a tea room. And to be able to do that, do things like that with one another, it says a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, how much we you know how much we love each other and we want to celebrate the things that we both enjoy yes so that's good to come together but it's also okay and a good thing to spend some time apart i mean when you came into the marriage you were already two separate people you still are you don't lose that you become one in christ and in that marriage covenant but you still have hobbies or interests or friend groups that it's okay to go and do those things as well. Hmm? I mean, what do they say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm. I mean, you don't want to be gone for like no. a long time. No. But we don't, like, agreed upon we don't like many nights away from each other. Right. But yeah, little have, trips or be, little things. Let that be something that's agreed upon Yeah. between the both of but you. But it's good. That's it's biblical. healthy. That's yeah. biblical. It's healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, praying for your spouse? Oh, yes. I would say that that's one of the most important things is that you intentionally and specifically lift up your spouse in prayer. And maybe that's easier said than actually done, but I think it's super important because as As I pray for you and for what God wants for you, for what he's shaping and molding you into, for what he's calling you to, then it's really hard to be mad at you or Mm. to be um, inwardly focused of, well, he doesn't do this for me when I'm really praying for you. Yeah, this one. As I've told you already, mm-hmm. this one is not, this one does not come easy for me. Not because of, um, not because of who you are. It is because of m- my own struggle in prayer. Um, and let's face it, prayer does not always come easy. Um, sure. It's something that you've got to work at and exercise and, 
be thoughtful of, but it's also something where the difficulty can be where I take the relationship for granted and I don't think about praying specifically for you. And that's, um, that makes sense. That can, and I think, I think most guys would, I think most guys would say, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's, I mean, she's my wife and she knows I love her and yeah. Yeah. What I mean, Especially but if when we're we thinking say, there's nothing serious going nothing on serious in our on. relationship right. right now. I mean, we're getting along pretty good. Why would I pray? Would but I pray? no, I say you do pray. Mm-hmm. You want it to get even better than it is. You want it to go to the next level. You want, yeah. I mean, I pray for, and I've prayed for healing. You know, yes. You're going through I'm something always. else now. And I pray for healing for that with the macular degeneration. And, you know, there are times that you go through periods of weakness uh physically and those always prompt me to be proactive in prayer but uh-huh. you know those are is almost they they've come in different times of you know life whereas just in the daily rhythm of prayer how should i pray for you that's really kind of the question i have to answer and ask and what are those things that, you know, I need to be specifically praying for my spouse? And I think it's just a good rule of thumb that we pray for our spouse in the positions that they hold, you know, pray for them in the role in the family as husband, wife, mm-hmm. mother, father, brother, friend. Those are two main important ones that I would say pray for. And then you know, also that the Lord would just continue to work in them and mm-hmm. mold them. Okay. So time away, time together and prayer for one another. Third one, identifying the love language of your spouse. Oh, that one's good. That goes way back to Gary Smalley's yep. book and yep, the five love languages. Yes. And those five love languages are touch time, gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I know for Lisa, if there of those five, which she appreciates all five and all five I can use to communicate my love for her, but what communicates my love at a deeper level at a, at a, at the deepest level for her is spelled T I M E. As long as I am spending time with Lisa, whether if it's on the couch holding her hand, watching a movie, or going to Publix, to the grocery pushing store. the golf, pushing the grocery cart, <laughs> yeah, and helping her go grocery shopping, um, that those speaks are, the loudest. That speaks me. the loudest in terms of my love for her. Um, and I'll admit, there are days where I'm going. I don't want to go to the grocery store. <laughs> what? No. Yes, I'd much rather stay home. I know. I can tell sometimes. And But you do it. I do it. I know. I do it. And it makes me feel loved. It does. So with the five love language, like Spencer said, there's one that is your predominant language. And typically the one that you enjoy the most, the one that speaks the loudest to you, is typically the one that it's... Um, comes the most naturally and the easiest for you to give to others as well. So time, yes, I'll spend time with you. That's just my love language. But like Spencer said, I do appreciate all the others. And I know that his is different than mine, though. His main love language is gifts. And so the the cool part about understanding what the love language of your spouse is is that you have the opportunity then to step into one that maybe isn't your predominant love language, but it means so much to your loved one that you want to participate in it. I just had a thought. What? About gifts. Mm -hmm. About people whose love language is either gift giving or gift receiving. Yes. They're the spenders in the family. Yes. They're so the spenders we have to in the family. Rain you in a little bit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I like to give yes. myself gifts. Sometimes. 
like right before his birthday. Well, you're he not buys a his gi- birthday present. But you ain't a gift right giver. Right before Christmas. But I have had some really good ideas and I work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. And you like shoot that to heck because you Sorry. go buy it yourself. Sorry. It's okay. We're, we're learning. But, it, but See, we got to work on that. We're still learning. Yeah. We're learning those love languages and how to speak that language. And I have to person. be patient. Yes. In that. Not impulsively buying. But you got to hurry up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Next. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Next thing is learn to say these two Things. Oh, this is good. Yes. Learn to say these two. Do you want to start with the one that maybe is more geared to men? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So men, if your woman has an issue and she is unloading on you, not in a negative sense, that it's your fault. But let's say she comes home and she is just fit to be tied and she is... Our first inclination is to try to fix it. That's what we want to do. Yes. Maybe that's the way you're wired. That's the way we're wired. We want Mm -hmm. to fix it. Here's the question that I want to encourage you to ask your spouse. And it is this. Do you need me to just listen or do you need me to fix it? And then whatever she says, you do. Because sometimes we do need you to step in and be that knight and you know, shining armor and, and help us. But I would say most of the time, I just need you to listen. I need a safe place to vent. I need my best friend to just listen and validate me, my feelings, and then I can move on. I got it off my chest. And this is also something you can apply in your working relationships with other people. Sure. But sometimes your sure. your team or your staff don't need for you to come in and fix it. Yes. They just need for you to listen and let you mm-hmm. be a source where they can vent to. Very true. And get that off their chest. Very so, true. Okay. There's that one question. What's so that's a good question? one. The other question that we need to all put into our vocabulary is, will you forgive me? Pastor Jason talked about that yes, yesterday at church. Yes, this he did. It was a really good, really good message yesterday on that one area of forgiveness. And he was talking about relationships, relationships being hard. And we're talking about the marriage relationship is maybe one of the hardest mm-hmm. that we have. And forgiveness has got to be a currency that we use in our homes. We have to have forgiveness. And he said there were three things you have to forgive fast. Don't just let something sit Mm -hmm. and simmer because we know that that turns into a root of bitterness and that really destroys you. That is not good. Then you have to forgive frequently, you know, and I'm reminded again, Jesus was talking to the disciples and it was, well, Lord, how many times do we forgive that person that's wronged us? And what Jesus say? Forgive them 70 times seven. Yeah. There's no record keeping. It's just as many times as it's needed to be extended, you extend forgiveness because mm-hmm. it's been extended to you. Mm. So fast, frequently, and then faithfully. Be faithful in your forgiveness. Don't quit. Don't think they've exhausted. Don't think they don't deserve it because it doesn't really matter if they deserve it or not. We're called to forgive because we have been forgiven. And in his message yesterday, when he was talking about forgiving fast, frequently Uh and faithfully, there was something that he said in there. Because a lot of times when you're in a place where you have to forgive, somebody's made you angry, somebody's offended you, something has happened, and it is, uh, you know, you could be in a place where, you know, anger sets in. Well, if you don't deal with the anger, anger can quickly turn into bitterness bitterness when it takes root turns into some hatred towards that person and that is never healthy because of it it is something that will affect your entire life emotionally relationally spiritually 
physically it has effects on all areas of your life and i loved what pastor jason said when he said that anger has a timeline and it's by the end of the day yes it's temporary it is temporary never deal with it if you've got anger if there's anger then you do not let the sun go down on your anger and i think that's something where Uh, yeah, it's in Ephesians. Yes. Uh, I think that's something where, you know, you and I have tried to apply that in our life and in, in our relationship. We've is made to that commitment. Make sure yes. that we don't let the sun go down on our anger. So we try to take care of anything that comes up before we lay our heads down on that pillow yeah. and, right. and head off to sleep. And um, so uh, anger has a timeline and forgiveness is... I love that statement. You know, the forgiveness is the currency uh-huh. of our family. Yeah. So. All good right. Stuff. All right. Another two more thing things. To two strengthen our marriage is you need to be around other couples that have healthy marriages. Yes. You need to seek them out. You need to seek those, you know, the same age, the same life stages at you that have healthy marriages. You need to seek those maybe a little bit past your time that have maybe endured a little more of the marriage years and um, the tension that comes with that and, and learn, ask what they've learned that they could share with you. So let me ask you this. What would be a healthy marriage? When when we think, I mean, if we're going to say be around other healthy marriages. Yes. You know, people come from different families where the the examples that have been set have not been very healthy. So when we say healthy sure. marriage, what what are we saying be around other healthy marriages? What do those look like? What do you think? Well, I think... We're kind of going off script on this one, but that's sure, okay. Sure, but that's okay. I know that's a great question. Yeah, what does that mean? Like we say healthy marriages. So to me, I would look to couples that, you know, I said some that are past us, so maybe some longevity with marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, after being around couples for a little bit of time, I can kind of read and tell that they're in tune to one another, that there's just some deep love there, that um, they aren't operating as individuals maybe living under the same roof. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that takes a little discernment. And I don't know, but a lot of times I can tell that. I think Uh, think it comes out in conversation. I think, it probably would come out too in those conversations that you have individually. It does. You know, when a wife is admiring of her husband and um, building him up and not having conversations that tear him down around me, I'm going to think, okay, this is, you know, she um, values this covenant that she has with this person and values him as a person. And, you know, I want to ask her. Yeah, questions. There's a there's a man at our church who I've I've heard him describe his wife, and they've been married for a, a while. They are retired um, from their jobs. They spend a lot of time together, and the way that he talks about his wife, it's as if they just started dating, and they're never and they've never been married yet. Yes. The way they look at them. The way they look like at them. Some, the way find they those talk couples about them. that, yeah. And I'm not talking hokey and silly. Yeah, it ain't cheesy. No. You, it's I, very I sweet. Think, yeah, I think there's things confirmed in your spirit that you can tell. This is authentic. Yeah, there's this a tenderness real. that exists. Yeah. There's a, there's a commitment yes. that exists. You can see yes. it. And I think, you know, you. I, here's the thing. Healthy things grow. So a healthy marriage is going to grow. If you see a marriage that is growing, that is most likely a healthy marriage. Yeah, there's some fruit. There's some fruit there. Tap into that. Yes. But if you see a marriage that is not growing, not producing fruit, and you're hanging around with that couple, 
um, be careful. Be careful. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't hang around them, but you got to be careful and be on guard because Scripture is very clear. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And if you're hanging out with some foolish people, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be good. So. Okay. Last, last one. thing. We said serve together. You know, this, yeah, this one I was thinking about mm-hmm. the number of places that you and I have had the opportunity oh, to serve. It's been really cool. From, from, uh, local, local areas, mission trips, internationally, uh-huh. many to countries, several, yeah, <laughs> several countries being able to serve together. Mm-hmm. And what's really been neat is to watch you serve and to see your gifts on display and how God uses you as an indiv- as as one of his um servants and to watch how he uses your gift in teaching your gift in leading your gift in uh encouraging and basically just breaking open the the scripture and teaching the word um you do that very well. You do that in your classroom for your third graders, and you can do that in a group of uh, of high school girls. You can do that in a group of of adults. Uh, you can do that wherever, and it's just really cool to watch how God's gifted you and to see that gift in action. And I think when you serve together, you see that in your in your spouse. You do. I, I thank you, hon. I would say the same thing as well that coming alongside and serving with you and finding a ministry or a place to plug in. I really do. I I really see how God has gifted you and can celebrate that and um, learn to love you even more. I love you too, honey. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. We had the list of things to do yeah, for these strengthening. Were, yeah, these were our exercises. Yes. These were like, I exercises. mean, ways in which you yes. can, like in a gym, you go and right. you lift weights to get stronger. But we also... In marriage, here are some things that you can do to get stronger in your marriage. But I think there are some don't, don't do's. <laughs> yes. Now, some of these are funny, but... Yeah. yeah. But they okay. provide, um, what'd you call it? I said that the don't do's are kind of like the guardrails. Yeah. These are like some boundaries. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we call, here's what we call them at at the gym. What do y'all call them? We call them crash bars. Crash bars, okay. Yeah, we call them crash bars. Go for it. The crash bars are designed for crashing. Imagine that. That's why we call them crash bars. But you want to keep from crashing. You want to keep from crashing. Okay. So the crash bars are set up so that if you're doing like a a back squat, They're these oh, long the arms. They're these uh, long uh, arms that stick out from the rack. Yes. And they're about a foot and a half long. They're really thick, heavy, and can hold a lot of weight. And if you're on the back squat and you can't get the squat lifted, uh-huh. then you crash. You just crash on that bar. And the bar, the, the barbell takes and all its it. weight takes that yeah. weight. Yeah. So these basically are crash bars. Okay. Then you do the first one. Okay. Here's crash bar number one. Don't leave the lid up. She can fall in. Men, don't leave the lid or up. Or if they do. If they do. Leave the lid up. Like. It, well, no, they don't need to leave the lid up. But if they don't, if they don't lift, lift the, the lid. lid. Okay, okay, okay. Then be a sweetie and wipe the CD. There you go. That's right. That's right. Yes. The poem for the Exactly. Be a sweetie and wipe the seedy. <laughs> All right. Don't leave don't be leaving any gifts on, on on the rim. No, thank you. You will get yelled at Speaking in a hurry. Of little gifts. Uh oh. Don't <laughs> do things intentionally that irritate your spouse. I don't that do means that. that they have shared with you in the right You're way. You're implying share. that I irritate you. <laughs> You are. Maybe this is not fair. Just a little. 
This is not fair. Oh, sure it is. Because, okay, we can talk about what I do to irritate you, but there are just a few things. Honey, you don't irritate me. Oh, Spencer, you need to be honest, okay? There are a few things that you do, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody. And it, it, I told you that it bothered me, and you're still working on it, so that's good. It's in progress. But the his sugar packs that he uses for his coffee... Splenda. Stevia. Whatever. Truvia. Truvia. It doesn't matter what it is. It's trash. After he opens it, so he rips the top off. Then he has the rest of the pack that he pours the sugar into the coffee. But he lays all the trash on the counter instead of walking literally three steps to put it in the trash can and I just that baffled me I couldn't figure out why every morning I wake up and there's like six things of trash on the counter when the trash can's right there I hadn't had all my coffee yet it doesn't matter when I you, was just storing it no, there's no I was keeping it there in a pile trash. and then when I got to my last cup of coffee then I would throw it away then what but, happened uh, I hadn't had my last cup of coffee yet and You're waiting you on would, like your last cup when you yeah, die? No. Before you die? No, that day, that because, morning. No, that trash was there when I got up. I know. It, it and I wasn't finished drinking my coffee. Oh, my goodness. That is. I was just. I, I was. That's um, Saving. No. He actually got very creative, though, ladies. Um, he realized that Truvia packs, their little individual packs of sweetener, had like a word of encouragement mm-hmm. on them, a saying, a proverb. Yeah. And so he decided that would be his excuse. He would leave the trash on the counter so that I could get up like I have time for this and I would want to read all six messages on the trash. Yeah, it was like yeah, little no. love no- It was like little love notes. No, it's trash. It was already it written out for me. It was a, it was a two for one. <laughs> oh, oh, it was a two for one. Wow. I, had, I got to sweeten so my he's coffee. So the easy no, 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 way out of writing me I love got to notes. sweeten my coffee no. and then I got to sweeten you up that's what i got to do i got to sweeten Wrong. my coffee and i got to sweeten you up i would you're about drink to get my the coffee. gong i would get i drink my coffee the gong show and then yeah, i would encourage you and i would tell you you know no. i i will confess one time it was sweet because he actually took all the 12 pieces of trash on the counter and he made them into a heart Oh, the outline of a heart, and everybody goes, "Oh, yeah." But I am, yeah. You got credit one time, not for the rest such of the trash. The romantic, don't think so. Nice try. <laughs> I okay. tried. Don't do things that intentionally that you know. Don't do them intentionally when you know they irritate. So what do I do? I know there's something that irritates you, and I have to work on it. Just say it. Drive-bys. Yes, I know. Drive-bys. You're like, you'd walk. Explain what that means. You will, like, you're miffed at something. You're, there's something that you're. I want to get my point across. Or you're trying to get your point across. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you walk as I'm, and me and the kids, and you do this to all four of us. (laughs) Yes. All four of us. I said I'm working on it. And it does, and, and even the boys, when they come in just for a visit, now that they're out of the house and they'll come in for a visit, you, you'll do it now. We will be sitting on the couch. And if you are miffed at something and you're trying to get your point across, you come screaming through, not screaming not like screaming loud, literally. like screaming, screaming, yeah. but you come like moving and you just keep walking right past us and you're saying whatever you've got to say. <laughs> And get it off your chest, and you're not talking to anyone specific, but you are talking. Oh, to I am talking. Uh, specifically, I want y'all to listen. Yeah, and <laughs> and you don't come in and address us individually or look at us in the eyes. It's just like you go dri- and that's driving wrong. It's by, not and it's a brrr, and you just mow us all down. It's not effective. No, it's not effective. No, I'm working because on. now we understand your play, and we just ignore it. I know. It's like, I eh. know. oh well, we got like we're, we're bulletproof. There goes mom. No, there goes there goes drive by. <laughs> there she goes again. Okay, okay. So 
if it intentionally irritates you, I'm going to very, very much so work on this. It's okay. You're getting really, really good. Okay, thanks. At not doing that anymore. Good, thanks. And okay. I'm getting really, really good at throwing my trash away. I don't know that I would say really, really good. Let's just use I have really, really, good. really improved. Let's stop with all the adjectives. Okay. You have gotten much better. Yes, mm. I will say Was that. really an adjective? Or adverb. Adverb, yes, you're right. Come on. Oh, the failed. Very good. <laughs> I failed ninth grade English, and I just, I just trumped you. is tired. Oh. You did. That was good. I called really you. Really is an adverb. You called that. Good job. Really, really, really an adjective. I know. I was thinking you're trying to make the Okay, we got a little bit more to go. Okay, what and else? we're at 55 minutes. Okay, what else? Okay, this one goes back Don't to hanging do. out with, um, hanging out with uh, healthy people. Yeah, this the is flip a, side. The flip side is this. Don't hang out with people who suck the life out of you and leave you with nothing left for you or your family when you get home. No, 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 no. Now, sometimes I understand you do, you know, maybe need to minister to someone and, and be minister. a friend. She put that in air quotes. <laughs> minister. You put it in air quotes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do have to go. You know, be around people and maybe there are more difficult relationships or whatever, trying or there's going they're going through mm-hmm. a trial or a struggle. But that can't be all the time that you just you sacrifice everything that you have left for your family and then come home and have nothing for them. Yeah. Like you're the counselor. Or you've been pulled down so much, yeah, you just you're spent by the time you yeah. get home. Yeah. Just refer that just person to just refer that. that person to a counselor. Just be careful. Tell yes. them to go pay for that time. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. Okay. Don't hold grudges. Don't hold grudges. That goes back to the forgiveness. Forgiveness. Fast, frequent, faithful. Mm-hmm. And then also don't let the sun go down on your anger. I've already mentioned that one. Yes, we did. And we've got one last one. And, and this, this is a good one. And this one is very, very important. Yes, it is. There's no joke in this one. Don't give up. Yeah. You keep working at it. Keep working at your marriage. Keep yes. working in your relationship. Make sure that you continue to strengthen the strand that has been created between you, your spouse, and the Lord. And he's the one that brought your marriage together. He's the one that's going to keep it together. So don't give up. No matter how hard it gets, don't give up. Yep. You know, I'm reminded so many times the stories of Jesus when he walked here on the earth. He was about multiplication. He took the 12 disciples, invested in them, and look, the the first church came out of that and then where we are today with Christianity across the globe Jesus took the bread and the loaves of uh, the, the loaves of bread and the fish from the boys lunch and he multiplied it to feed you know uh, the people he was he was just about multiplication and giving increase and I truly believe God ordained the gift of marriage and he desires to multiply our marriages. He desires to multiply the strength in our marriages. He desires to multiply the love we have for each other. He desires to multiply our prayer life. He desires to multiply um, everything about our marriages and our families that's what he wants to be about, to give increase and to bless. But we have to be active in taking part and doing what we can to strengthen those bonds. That's a good word, Lisa. Hey, we hope and we pray that the things that we've talked about today will strengthen your marriage, yes. will encourage you in your relationships with others. And uh, if there's anything that Lisa or I can do to pray for you, to serve you in any way, please feel free to reach out to us. We do have a new Facebook page called The Court of Three Podcast. 
please check us out like us follow us whatever that you do there and if uh if you need to reach out to us by email feel free you can reach us at the court of three at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and also one last thing is this is one of the things that i get to do is i get to coach uh couples that are about to be married or i get to coach couples that are married got a pretty cool uh way of doing some assessments and some coaching there to help you prepare for a lifetime together and to as well as to enrich Mm -hmm. your current relationship with one another and to help you continue on in the journey that you are on today it's called the court of three coaching if that is something that you're interested in please shoot me an email at the court of three at gmail.com and we will get you started uh on that on that uh on that journey so We love you. We thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Please feel free to share this and uh, encourage others to take a listen. Yes, and go find one thing you can do this coming week that will strengthen your marriage. Amen. And a quarter of three strands is not easily broken.